There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy, and you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch, the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves. I'm Emily, and I am too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Henley, and I'm also too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Sammy, and I love watching scary movies, and so I watch them so that you don't have to. And I felt like we've been having a little too much fun lately. Oh, Sammy. That is not okay. (laughs) Sammy. So we got a not fun one today. Oh, man. Darn. And yet I'm excited about it. She has a huge goddamn grin on her face. (laughs) (laughs) This girl is elated. Oh, I really am. But if you want to get straight to the recap of this week's movie, you can navigate using the timestamps in the show notes. Because before we get into it, I want to know, did anything scary happen to you guys this week? Henley, you've got a little grin on your face. Did something scary happen to you this week? (laughs) Okay, I watched the show. I didn't finish it. I actually couldn't finish it. I watched spoiler or I read spoilers instead. I watched One Day on Netflix. Have you guys What's been that? seeing this? Oh, it is definitely being heavily promoted. I don't yes. know anything about this. Why is it not being promoted to me? I feel left out. Um, it okay. So it's based off of a book written by David Nichols, uh, and then Anne Hathaway okay. made a movie about it that was apparently very yes. bad. Is it is it the guy from White Lotus? Yes. Leo's okay. Now we're talking. Woodell. Okay. Woodell. Leo. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. A uh, new actress. I've never seen her in anything. Ambika. I, I I don't know how to pronounce her name. Maud. Is the premise that it takes place over like 20 years? And it's yes. just those same two actors? Yes. God, it's yes. funny when they do that. Oh, I really think man. it's so funny. Oh, man. Okay. So do you guys know anything about it? No. <laughs> it is so upsetting. Oh, no. <laughs> It's so sad. What? Oh, that is not the vibe I was getting from the trailers. I same. Looks like a rom com. It is. A, it, it's kind of a rom. Well, that's that's it's part of the reason why it's that's it's a rom. Rom no com. It's rom, a rom rom, rom no com. Um, that's part of what makes it so sad is that they lull you into feeling like you're safe. Oh no, but you are not. And essentially, the conceit is that yes, you're following these two. Um, characters who meet the last day of school in Edinburgh and for one day for the next 20 years you see like the course of their relationship and their lives and um it's such an easy binge watch because the episodes are only between like 20 and 30 minutes a lot of them are only like 22 minutes long Mm -hmm. yeah and you immediately want to watch the next one because the next one is a year later so you're like where the fuck are they a year later like you're immediately you you want to know and I'm thinking how how they age these actors up in one year increments? Like they, I, I'm 
you know, it, it wasn't that I, that's a really good question. I would love a, a deep dive with, a you know, costume and makeup people on how they thought about that, but it isn't, it's a drastic age change in some ways, but in other ways, it's not really. What are they, they where, how younger when they start? How? I think that they're like, I don't think it's a full 20 years. I think they're probably like 22 to 38 or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I guess. You know? And yeah. so they make them look young at 22. Like she has completely different hair and terrible style. And they basically <laughs> make her more um, put together as she gets older. Uh, that's That's realistic. Yeah. Um, but the fucking A, you guys, I didn't watch the final episode because I kept reading these headlines that was like gut wrenching new series or you will uh, want to die. after yeah, exactly. You exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so I was like, fuck, fuck, fuck. I don't think I can do it. I don't think I can do it. So then I just read spoilers and I know what happens. And I was like, I, okay, it's fine. I can watch it. I can watch it. So I was like watching it. And then I was like, turn it off. <laughs> And then I would turn it back on and be like, Henley, just fucking watch it. You know what's going to happen. Just let it happen. Just let it happen. And then I would turn it off. (laughs) So I still haven't seen the end. But Leo Waddell, is that how you say his name? He is dreamy. I like have a crush on him now. Is he British in it? Yeah, he's British. He's really cute. And I don't get like crushes on actors a lot. So... It was nice to feel that Must way. Must be nice. Yeah, I can't relate to that at all. I think I get a crush on every <laughs> single actor I've ever seen on screen. Every single one. It's a huge problem for me. I just don't. <laughs> I wish that I did because it makes watching things so much more fun. You, he is a, he kind of is despicable in this series in a lot of ways. So you're, you're, you're not completely in love with him, but he's really cute. And the first episode, he's in a he's in a tux the whole time. And sometimes men just look good in a tux, a little undone tux. Oh, mm. can do a lot. Mm-hmm. You can do a lot for a man. Anyway, I recommend it if you want to feel. Yeah, sh- I'm. Shattered. I'm interested. Yeah, now, I was now not... you're more interested. I'm less interested. <laughs> I know you've you've convinced me. Sad. Feel bad. Yeah. I feel bad. Yeah, that's my kind of show. And it's a quick and it's a quick watch. You know. Um, yeah. And it's pretty immediately entertaining so you know i'm i'm actually looking for a show to watch for the whole rest of the day after we finish recording (laughs) so here you go (laughs) i I did a similar thing recently i was watching a show and a character died in it in like a way that i was like i really found it very upsetting it was like a you know tangential character but like i really hated it and i had to like keep telling myself like this wasn't real like this wasn't real. He didn't really. Mm-hmm. He didn't really no. die. He wasn't a real person. Like it's really hard sometimes. <laughs> I know, Ugh. but then you want it. You want it to be real. But I was also. Uh, I love it when I love a show. You know, for those it's a great glorious, feeling. glorious thirty six hours when I still <laughs> had this show in my life. Oh, it was so exciting to sit down and know I had a show. Yeah, I was still looking have forward to more watching. Of it is really mm. nice. Feels good. It really feels good. Mm. It really does. It really what about does. you guys? How are your weeks? Well, I I wrapped up my job. I had my last day on Friday. Woohoo! Um, and I have a whole week off. And I guess what's scary is I'm already like I don't have any time to do anything. Like I I've started to yeah. think about what I had all these thoughts. So here's what I'm going to do in my week off. Wow, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this project. I'm gonna do these alterations. I'm gonna go to this store, that store, and I'm immediately like all my time is gone. I I don't. Mm-hmm. I last night I drove. Sammy home Sammy and Joel and I were were all at a friend's house and I I drove 
Sammy home, which meant I had to make space in the back of my car and was immediately like, oh my God, I have, my car is full of shit I've been meaning to do for literally months. Clothes mm-hmm. that need to be donated, uh, packages that need to be returned. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I, I, the week is already gone. The week is already gone. I yeah. won't have any time to do anything. It won't be relaxing at all. Uh, uh, how do you, like, it's just because I haven't had time to live my life. And all and, of a sudden I'm like, I have to get everything done this week. So I'll never have time again. Cause then I'm going to start another job. Emily, you're really speaking my language because as you know, I have not had a full-time job in months now, months. possibly approaching the year mark. No, no, it's no, not quite no. that long, but I still have that feeling. I'm still like catching up with stuff. What the hell? It, it it's it's a very interesting thing that happens in your brain where when you have important things to do like you have children or you have a job that is just the priority and yeah you don't have other things the other things get filed to a lesser importance level and you don't stress about those things but once you don't have those things to focus on then those lower tier things become extremely anxiety inducing and those well, become the main focus the same they're all important yes yeah and it's so hard to prioritize this is really resonating with me because i'll have like a free hour or two and all of a sudden i'll be like what do i do with my hour like it's yeah. like it feels like an mm-hmm. avalanche of yes. things mm-hmm. and i am paralyzed and just sit and look at my phone and don't yeah, accomplish do any of it yeah <laughs> it's i'm like I woke up this morning, I like was laying in bed and that thing in the morning where it's like you're trying to go back to sleep, but then you can't really go back. Mm -hmm. And I just started thinking about all the things I needed to do. And when was I going to do them? And was immediately like, well, I guess this week off is already full of tasks and it's not going to be any fun. And that's not true. I am going to relax. Joel and I are going to Madonna Inn. That is book. That is like required relaxation time. I can't do my errands while I'm having yep. on in. So that was a good yep. choice. Good. Um, and I'm grateful for the week off, but it is, I yeah, all of a sudden was like, oh, I, okay. So the, I have stuff, I still have stuff to, to do. And this feeling of like, you're never going to get this opportunity again. When are you ever going to get a whole mm-hmm. week off without jobs? You know, between, mm-hmm. jo- you know, it's like, so it also mm-hmm. feels like you better get all the projects done that you have been waiting to do because this is your one shot. Ugh. So... This is giving me anxiety. I'm me so, too. I'm me sorry. too. Wait, you need to just you need to time time block your days. Monday and Tuesday are task days, and you just like fucking yeah. do it all. Yeah, do it I'm gonna all. make some lists. I love to make a list. I have an app that's just called Calendar. Oh, that that's I, a great idea. That I prefer, or it's called Calendars. Excuse me. Thank you. And I do pay for it, but it's cheap, and I prefer it to Google's. Uh, layout it just oh, visually yeah. I'm gonna works look into this. for me and you can add tasks and I literally put everything in a calendar because yeah the smallest things like doing dishes or what I'm like it's in the calendar because oh I love that then I can stress about it less because 
so <laughs> I spend every Monday planning out my whole week. That's like the first thing I do Monday morning. And I so then that. I don't have to stress anymore. And I'm like, well, the whole week's planned out now. And so I don't have to feel like I have to do everything at once because you now I've scheduled out. that laundry's on Thursday. So I don't have to like freak that out about it That is very healthy. I think I need to get, I, that's, you know what? That's going to be a goal as I move into this next job is get like having a better plan and and letting because that it, it is relaxing to like mm-hmm. know when things are happening my one of my coworkers as a as a gift a, a, a you know leaving gift got me a, a planning a planning journal mm-hmm. which i do love i do love a planner god i love a planner um yep. so maybe today i'm going to take a look at that planner and i'm gonna write some things down yeah it just it it, it lessens the stress mm-hmm. when you can yeah put it down on paper and just be like well i don't have to worry about it right now because like that's I what i did when i was then. in school but i haven't right. lived that way you know what i mean but like that that's what it, that's why you have like little planners when you're in school because you have to be like well i'm going to do this class's work from this to this time but then i have to do this classes and we can think about life that way you know we can think about mm-hmm. life that way mm. I, I simply have to it it is mm. not an option for me to not have that because otherwise i have this feeling of avalanche like we're describing if if yeah. i don't put everything on paper in designated time slots, then it feels like it all needs to happen right now. Oh, God. Oh, you guys, I did this. I put everything into time slots. (laughs) Your children don't know what your time slots are. (laughs) I feel like that's that's the problem there. (laughs) I like spent so much time doing it. I was like, this is exactly how I'm going to spend my days, blah, blah, blah. You better believe I haven't fucking done one thing in one of those time slots. Like not once. Well, how could you possibly? Instead, I live off of these little, my mother-in-law actually got me this like pile of paper <laughs> that I keep on my desk. A pile of paper, very sweet. <laughs> mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I just, I literally like just write on these pile, little pieces I, I of paper. Have, I have and that's, I do love that's, post-its. That's the only way I can, I, and I have to do it like within like a f- certain time period. If I do it too far in advance... I'm not looking at this again. Yeah. <laughs> Never looking at this again. No, honestly, this was really helpful for me. This was helpful for me. Okay, good. Piles of paper. I'll send you this app. Apps. We Calendars. All need, we all need little systems in place, you know? And Henley, mm-hmm. I think a big part of it is just like, pl- even if the plan goes awry, I think there's something to setting the plan. To Trying to be intentional. Down, you know? Yes. Yeah. Because, yes. yeah, if I had a a toddler in control of my day, like they're not gonna they don't they're chaos machines like they don't fucking know what is on the paper yeah sass is a chaos machine and so is may they're both chaos machines cute though they're fucking cute (laughs) (laughs) uh sammy all right sammy let's do it let's just just tell us you gotta hear my you gotta hear my my oh my god i know you're really excited to get to to get to the movie feeling time uh, my scary thing's not actually scary. It's more of a plug. It's I guess it's a little scary. I have a documentary series that I worked on coming out on March 5th on Netflix. So it's a little scary to create something and put it into the world. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, the show is called The Program, Cons, Cults, and Kidnapping. It is about the troubled teen industry. It is not a fun watch, Mm. Um, but I am very proud of it. And I am excited that it's finally coming out because I actually finished working on it about a year ago. And I don't know why it took this long, but who knows? (laughs) 
<laughs> but it's finally coming out and I'm excited for people to see it. It's really important. It's really important. I think that not enough people know that this industry exists. And oh, it's so, so wild. It's so destructive. It's going to be a feel bad for sure. It's feel bad. But yes, these places but I'm excited. still exist. I feel like um, a point of reference that some people may know is that Paris Hilton was in one of these programs. Uh, it is she was in one that's the same company that we focus on in this documentary series. We're focusing on a company called Wasp. It's the Worldwide Association of Specialty Programming. Ooh, that might not be correct, but something like that. Um, and that they're basically the umbrella company that started all these um, programs in different states that are just privately run nobody is accredited with any like professional degrees the teachers are not teachers the the counselors have no licenses like they're basically Ugh. just people hired from the community and given like pamphlets of how to do jobs that they are in no way qualified for and because they are privately run there's no um oversight there's no rules or regulations that they have to follow these places are perfect places for child abuse to happen and that's mm. kind of worked into some of the language of the way that they run the programs because they use the fact that teens are being sent there because they're in a rebellious problematic stage of their you know life mm -hmm. and so then they tell you oh your kids are liars your kids are manipulators they're gonna say that you know bad things are happening here don't believe them and yeah it's Ugh. it's it's really devastating and they were extremely popular in the early 2000s and they're you know less popular today but they still exist and yeah so i hope people will check it out it's called the program netflix march 5th and, you know, just watch with caution. <laughs> mm -hmm. But yeah, I hope people watch. Yeah, because a, a big part of it is that parents didn't know exactly what they were sending their kids into. I think parents, not all of them, but some parents were doing like all the best intentions, thinking that they were doing the best thing they could for their kid. Yeah. When, and the And the places are like propaganda machines. Yeah, it was at the at a mm. time when there was a lot of focus on tough love. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh God, it's oof. I know. Well, proud of you, Sammy. Thank you, Henley. You're amazing. Um, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and now, without further ado, Henley, we can talk about uh, this week's movie. Okay. Which is Eden Lake. Came out in 2008, written and directed by James Watkins, starring Kelly Riley, Michael Fassbender, and Jack O'Connell. And it is streaming on Freebie. Freebie! Freebie! Freebie keeps coming up in my life. There's something else that was on Freebie that I was trying to watch. Jury Duty? No, I can't remember what it was. I've never heard of this movie. Me either. No? No. I had definitely heard of it. I, in my brain, it was kind of lumped into a torture porny time. Oh, no. 
I wouldn't call it torture porn, but it's 2008, you know? This was... Yeah, yeah we were setting the time for it. This is a British film, and so I... I I don't know. It was like in the living in the same place in my mind as like inside and uh, high tension, even though those mm. are French films. But um, I think it's roughly the same time. Did you like it, Sammy? I did like it. Yes. OK. OK. All right. Don't let that soothe you, Henley. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I remember kind of enjoying high tension. Yeah, I liked high tension. I liked High Tension as well. I'm going to love this one. Okay, mm. yeah. I think maybe we're in for, in okay. for a treat. Maybe. Eden Lake has an 81% on Rotten Tomatoes, 65% on Metacritic, and a 6.7 on IMDb. Standard. Budget was $2 million. It made $4 million. Okay, so, so you know. Doubled, it, doubled. Doubled, its, doubled its money. It's nothing to sneeze at. Uh, and I couldn't really find much trivia about it other than this is James Watkins's directorial debut. This movie's a crisp 91 minutes. Ooh! And it's, like I said, a British film filmed in England. Great. That, that's all I got. I'll sprinkle some more trivia in throughout, but... Okay, great. I think... Let's just get into this recap. Let's do it. Let's okay, do let's it. do it. Let's do it. It's the bleakest time of the year, so you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet, so you get a box of the market's best quality wines, however often you'd like, for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County, and they've been around for 10 years, and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary code and password too scary for $100 off your first six bottles. We all come home after a long day of work and what's the first thing we do? We take off our bras. 
because they are uncomfortable and constricting and we're just ready to get out of them by the end of the day. Well, what if I told you that Skims has changed all that? Skims has done the impossible and created an underwire bra that I actually forget that I'm wearing. I didn't think anybody could do it. You guys obviously know how much I love Skims. I have tried many of their other products. I've never been disappointed, but I, yeah, just don't normally love an underwire bra. I prefer a bralette, but I've loved everything else I've gotten so much that I thought, you know what? Why not try an underwire bra from Skims? Let's just see. And they did it. They did it, folks. They created my favorite underwire bra I've ever worn. I have the weightless scoop bra. It has this nice like mesh material that's supportive and comfortable, breathable, but still very sexy. And yeah, like I said, I, I do genuinely forget that I'm wearing it. And that is very rare. I, you know, I'm a broken record over here. I love skims. I love skims. I'm sorry. That's just the, the cold hard truth. I will shout it from the rooftops because I want everybody to know. I want everybody to share in my joy and my comfort. So shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H, plus get free shipping on orders over $75. And if you haven't yet, be sure to let them know that we sent you after you place your order, select podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep. The application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs. Just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Okay, so I'm going to start by bragging that immediately this music, the music that starts our opening scene, I said, that sounds like the music from The Descent. Looked it up, same composer. I wow, know the yeah, music to The girl. Descent so well. but Loves her horror soundtracks. To be fair... It genuinely sounds at times like they just used the, the score from the descent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's almost uh, exactly the same. So we are seeing our protagonist. Her name is Jenny Greengrass. Oh, <laughs> little on the nose there. Nothing mm -hmm. could be bad in Jenny Greengrass's life. That's really <laughs> funny. <laughs> she is a teacher teaching a class full of young students and classes out for the weekend. It's the end of the school day. Her boyfriend, Steve, is picking her up for a romantic weekend getaway. This is Michael Fassbender. Hard for me to see him as a guy named Steve. I don't know why. I agree. Anyway. Which is funny because Michael is, is a 
standard name as well. Michael, yeah, and, Michael Steve and Steve are the Steve same. Adjacent, to be honest, mm-hmm. but Steve is uh, maybe it's just the V. <laughs> maybe, maybe the V is throwing me. Yeah, it's not right. It doesn't match. It doesn't sort of fit. So, mm. was that a relevant point to bring up? I mean, I let's keep it on this topic. Let's stay here. Let's stay <laughs> let's here. Explore this further. Other letters might be strange for his face. Steve, yeah, there's a TikTok trend. I will say where people go on and say, "What do you think my name is?" And people comment, and then they reveal what their real name is, and okay, then they have people this. rename them for what? Yes, yes, and it's actually really fun to see. That yeah, I'm, in, I'm into this. I like. I like when a, when Joel and I take walks around the reservoir and we pass dogs. We have to name Guess the dog. The name. Yeah, Pongo, and, mm. and all of them are named Pongo. Pongos. <laughs> you know what? We've never we've never named a Pongo, but I really do like that. Yeah, it's <laughs> nice. So I get it, and I like this trend. Mm-hmm. But I guess we're gonna go with Steve. Yeah, unfortunately, his name in this is Steve. <laughs> and before she gets into the car, we see that Steve has an engagement ring, so mm. he's planning to pop the question on this romantic weekend. She gets in the car. They are clearly very much in love, and they're headed out to Eden Lake. For the weekend, mm. we they stop at a hotel on the way, and they're seeing the clientele at the hotel are a little like, uh, here. Let's get some. Let's get some historical context here. So, okay, I I looked into this. There was a term used in this around this time in Britain. Um, from like 2007 to 2010, the conservative party used the term broken Britain a lot Mm. to describe a perceived widespread state of social decay under the, under the, uh, labor party prime minister Gordon Brown. So just kind of a political thing Mm. that was happening is that they were like saying, oh, this, you know, country's like going to shit broken Britain. And mm. this was also a time of chavs. Have you guys heard of the term chavs? No. So it's like, I feel like it was kind of Britain's version of Jersey Shore type of vibe. Mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But it's an offensive word that was used to describe like essentially poor people. It's 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 like working class Brits. Uh-huh. Like o- almost like what we, when we say like white trash, like that yes. kind of vibe. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. And so... The uh, uh, chavs would wear. Oh, and it's also um, chav. I don't know if this is actually how the name originated. There's like a few different ways that this term could have originated, but it's often referred to as an acronym for council housed and violent. So it's like people that live in public housing and. Oh, Lord. uh, So it's it's this like demonization of poor people as violent criminals mm. and this is just something that was i think in the Man. media a lot at this time Brits, and never never they're just never like again. us <laughs> i was gonna mm-hmm. say never again and we have nothing no idea what that's like uh-uh, uh-uh. um so we're seeing at this hotel some of the other people staying there seem to be of the chav variety 
and like poor people uh uh there's a kid that's really screaming and steve says he's about to say that looks like this kid could use a slap you can like tell that that's what he's about to say and but before he can even say it the mom slaps the kid and oh so oh. we're and then they're like oh uh oh so and these people are drinking and like yelling at each other and the they're they Bad look vibes. like a little Steve and Jenny look a little out of place here. And she's saying, like, are you sure Eden Lake is like a nice getaway? And he's like, yeah, yeah, he's he's familiar with it from his childhood. He's like, at least like it used to be beautiful. You're going to love it. I swear. Once we get there, you're going to love it. It's gorgeous. So we continue on the next day and make it to the lake. And it is very beautiful. And as they're walking through this forest, it's it's pretty remote and they have to walk through this forest to get to the lake. And they pass by a little kid named Adam, who's a little quiet and strange. And they're trying to Jenny's trying to, I don't know, just talk to him because she's a teacher and she loves kids, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. he's being very standoffish. So they uh does, don't does he does he have a tongue <laughs> great question he does have a tongue oh, already I, already this movie is great <laughs> i love it we'll see if he keeps his tongue oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so remember that everybody had tongues at the beginning of the movie you're referring to oh no they didn't they didn't, they didn't. Right. They didn't. not everybody okay, not right. everybody not everybody did you're right not everybody Okay, so they set up their towels and cooler picnic, whatever, by the lake, seeming like they're having a nice time. Everything's actually turning out pretty well mm. until a group of teens. Oh, mm. no. Teens. Sets up next to them and genuinely... Teenagers really are horrible. They're horrible. so, so bad. <laughs> yeah, they're really, even the best of them are so bad. There's just nothing to be done. And it's a hor it's horrible to be a teenager. Especially in packs. You get like two teens together and uh, oh, uh, no. I think I talked about this already on the podcast, but when I s went to see Godzilla Minus One, there was a row of teenagers behind me just being so fucking obnoxious and someone told them to be quiet and i'm like you can't do that it you cannot talk them to on. teens it's that's the thing about teens a losing battle here group, they like it when they make you mad they are <laughs> impenetrable like there you can't there is no defense against a group of teens no and they know it they fucking know it Wait, did I tell you guys about what the 4th of July party I saw in Long Beach? Did I tell you guys about this? No. Um, so in Alameda's Bay in Long Beach, there's a teen party that happens every year during the daytime. Oh, boy. And it's, I've never seen this many. So Tim's family goes there every year and it's usually very peaceful. It's on the bay. There are lots of children because there are no waves, whatever. 4th of July, the teens come out in no. an actual pack and it was insane it was like 2 p.m like you couldn't see the sand there were so many <laughs> teens there were so many fucking teens and the craziest part was that there was a long beach police boat like a ship it was 
all gray, like looked like it was about to go into battle, just bobbing right in front of the teens. Clearly, they're all drinking, smoking, doing whatever the fuck they're doing, like raging, blaring music. Police just bobbing, watching them. Obviously, it's all white kids. So like that probably makes a difference. But I was like, what is going on? There is clearly underage drinking happening. Why aren't you like doing anything about it. Oh my God, they're so powerful that even the cops... They're so powerful. They're so powerful. Intervene. (laughs) They are absolutely terrifying. (laughs) It was crazy. Well, this isn't that many teens. It's like six of them, though. But yeah, like we said, even two two is too many. Six is a lot, I would say. And they have the a vibe similar to what you were just describing. They're blasting music. They have a big rottweiler dog with them Mm -mm. that's barking and not on a leash Mm -mm. and it Mm -mm. comes in it's like barking in jenny's face it's a pretty scary dog and they ask them to turn their music down (laughs) which you just can't do you can't (laughs) do it and not do it you gotta just leave you gotta exit the premises you have to leave oh there is a moment in the hotel from the night before where the the like people in the room next to them are screaming at each other and jenny tells steve like can you go tell them to keep it down and she's kind of joking about it but then she makes a comment like are you a man or a mouse and so i think that's maybe mm, spurring some of this in now. steve's mind now that he's got to stand up for mm himself and his girlfriend and so he's like i won't be bullied by these teens but sir yes you will yes you will yeah good fucking luck you always will um so of course you know they are not turning their music down they're being little shits the music is so loud that the main guy played by jack o'connell who i i really love jack o'connell but he's plays a real shitty teen (laughs) and he's saying like what can't hear you can't can't hear you the music's too loud bruv 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 (laughs) so steve gives up obviously defeated he's no match for these teens (laughs) and they're trying to have a good time but obviously it's the time's ruined this is this is no fun at all uh, I'll describe a little bit of, of the other teens. So Jack O'Connell is the main one. He His name is Brett. He's clearly the ringleader, the one they all seem to be kind of deferring to. There's also one girl in the group. Her name is Paige. Now, see, Paige is the right name for the one girl in a group of guys. Yep. yep. Yeah, it's yep. interesting. That's right. It works. Every Paige I knew growing up was like a guy's girl. Yeah. I don't know. Something to think about. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. It is. It's, it's pretty interesting. <laughs> what do you think about it? Uh, I don't have the other kids' names down except for there's one that looks younger than the rest. So his name mm. is Cooper. They're, wa- they're looking at Jenny in binoculars, Ew. just making them uncomfortable. And... God. 
they stay the whole day and they again ruin the whole day and eventually leave and they walk like almost on top of their towels they like walk so close to them as they're leaving and jenny and steve are looking at them and Paige is like you want to take a a photo it'll last longer (laughs) god that was perfect (laughs) so they're gone and and few they're gone so Steve and Jenny bring out their fucking tent and I'm what? like, oh my God, we're camping. No, 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 no. <gasps> what? We're camping at this lakeside. So they set up camp. They make their little fire. Oh, oh no. I'm really not happy to see this. Mm-mm, me either. <sighs> it's nighttime now. They're in the tent making out then they hear a little a little noise steve goes out to check it out and we hear a weird noise like a a groaning noise oh god and jenny says like steve stop stop it like you're freaking me out and then it's quiet for a while and then there's footsteps coming closer to the tent and she's saying you know steve steve stop like you're freaking me out Tent unzips. Steve barges in, laughing. Ha! I got no. you so good. Okay. No, I hate that. That is not. <laughs> I that don't is like not okay. No, not when you're camping, and not when you've had such a, a day with teenagers. Yeah, not when they're hostile Freaky teens. We'll see who has the last laugh, Steve. <laughs> Indeed, we will. But we make it through the first night. Okay. Wake up in the morning. Their food. They did not. It seems like they didn't even try to put their food in a food safe container. It's covered in ants and bugs. So all their food now is ruined. So they got to go into town, which is a couple miles away. They go into a diner to get breakfast and the waitress, they, uh, Steve asks the waitress, have you seen this group of kids? We saw them by the lake yesterday. They were a little rowdy and she laughs it off and is like oh yeah those those darn kids and he's like well they were actually like a little um i don't know i can't remember what he says but like their parents might want to know about this thing that they did or something and uh the waitress gets weirdly defensive about it and she's like they're not my kids and he's like no no i'm not saying that i just like if their parents wanted to know they were Dude, I don't know if they were smoking weed or something. Like he's like t- trying to tattle on them, essentially. And this waitress is not having it. And it's like, they're not my kids. I don't know what you want me to do about it. And it is a really weird also encounter. Fair. It's I mean, it's a waitress at a diner. Like, how would she is it supposed to be like an extremely small town where this woman would know their parents? <laughs> I think it is a pretty small town. And it's just she goes from laughing and bubbly to like extremely pissed off really quickly and it, like okay. sours the rest of their interaction and it's like the moment of like oh we were having a fun convo and now you Ugh. don't like us anymore and so it's just a, a strange interaction and so they're driving back to the campsite now when they pass the uh, a house where they see one of the kids like walking behind the house so they've tracked down that this is or they see that this is the house of brett 
Steve stops. Jenny is saying, no, Steve, come oh, on. Oh, Steve, you idiot. It's really quite crazy. He walks up to the house, knocks on the door. Nobody answers. He opens it and walks in. What? Really crazy move here, Steve. Making a lot of mistakes. Just because she said, are you a man or a mouse, doesn't <gasps> mean you go breaking and entering <laughs> strange people's houses. No. I did spot a fire poker in this scene. Does not come into use, unfortunately, but Damn. I've always got an eye out for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so he goes in and as he's, he's, he, you know, calling out and trying to say, hello, hello, is anybody home? You don't, you don't do this. You just simply don't do this. Yeah, you are breaking and entering. Yeah, and as he's, Deep in the house, a truck pulls into the driveway. Their dad is arriving home and he gets, he's like, oh, shit, 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 and runs upstairs. <laughs> what did he think was going to happen? To hide. I don't know. I don't okay, know. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's nuts. It's not a good plan. And so he's now trying to climb out the window of brett's room you can like see photos it's it, this is brett's room and uh outside of the window brett and all his shitty little friends are playing in the yard and so he's got the dad coming up the stairs because he's heard someone you know walking around in the room and he's about to yell it he's think thinking it's brett and Steve is dangling himself out of this window to try to get out before the dad gets up there. And all the rest of the teens are just out of like 20 feet away from him that if they turn their heads, they're going to see him. And he jumps off the roof, makes it back to the car, narrowly escaping being caught by anybody. Okay. Really? Can't even imagine getting myself into that kind of pickle. <laughs> nope. Nope. So, okay. So now we are driving back to the lake, and is Steve's scuba diving? He's brought scuba gear. That kind of threw me. So he's scuba yeah, diving how now. What kind of lake is this? Yeah. It's pretty big, but I wouldn't think there'd be too much to see in it. It's still a lake it's not yeah you know maybe he loves to swim deep <laughs> yeah maybe maybe he's practicing for the real thing yeah that's a good yeah yeah feels like a pretty weird proposal trip <laughs> <laughs> um and he yes as he gets out He's we see him kind of get, get in the ring and he's saying it's crazy. The stuff that you can find on the bottom of the lake. I see that. It's weird. He's got this interesting proposal plan and he's about to pop the question when Jenny says, where's the beach bag? She's looking around and their bag is missing. Steve puts the ring away, says what? our 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 phones and car keys and wallet are in that bag they go they get up they look their car is gone <gasps> mm. and so now they're 
kind of running through the forest again to get to the main road and the car almost hits them. It's Brett is flooring their (gasps) own car at them. Truly murder attempt here with their car. They like jump out of the way. Whoa. Then they follow the direction that the car is going. It's getting to be nighttime again. And they track down the group of teens to another part of the lake where they're having a bonfire, blasting music again. They, Steve and Jenny, walk up and say, could we get, we don't want any trouble, man. Can we just get our bag back? Brett says, what? I'd like, I don't know what you're talking about, mate. Uh, <laughs> it, it ain't us. Like, you got the wrong person. And he's wearing sunglasses. It's nighttime. Steve says, are those my sunglasses? He's like, no, nah, mate. Oh, mine. God. What about their car? Do they say, like, we saw you driving our car? They don't say that, but they're, but they're saying, like, we know that you took our bag. Just give it back. And the dog's barking and tensions are mounting. He's just saying, come on, man, just, like, give us back our bag. Jenny's saying, Steve, let's just drop it. Let's just go. Steve is, you know, stepping closer to Brett saying, come on, man, like, just give us our stuff. Somebody shut that dog up. And he's Steve is now getting a little bit more in in Brett's face. Brett is stepping closer to Steve. We're getting in each other's face. One of the other kids pulls a knife, like a little Uh, switchblade. And Steve sees it and like grabs his wrist and is trying to like shake the knife free when the dog jumps and attacks them and the knife stabs through the dog's jaw kills the dog oh Oh, shit so it was an accident but now the dog is dead Steve is saying, I'm so sorry I'm so sorry give me the car keys back I'll drive you guys to the vet right now Dog's already dead. Oh, shit. He sees the bag. Steve, like, sees the bag somewhere, I think, grabs it. And Brett is crying and screaming, you killed my fucking dog. (laughs) That's really good, Sammy. It's really good. And Steve and Jenny make a run for it. They grab the bag. They see the car and get into it. But it's nighttime and they're in the middle of the woods. So they're driving fast. But it seems so dangerous because he can't see well oh, enough uh, in front of him. And so oh, no. eventually they crash into a tree <gasps> and Steve gets barricaded into his seat be- like a branch like crashes through the window, basically oh, pinning no. him into the into the truck. And so he tells Jenny, he's like, you've got to run, go get help. And she because the teens are running chasing them like screaming you fuckers fucking assholes and uh so jenny gets out and she's she runs but they're too close that they'll be able to see her so she hides in some roots and like covers herself up oh god (gasps) jesus and i guess stays there overnight because it cuts to morning of her coming out of her hiding spot what? Did she fall asleep? <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. She just fell like, right asleep. Like, like, mm, I'm so comfy in these sticks and leaves. And so we didn't yeah. see what happened to Steve. We just cut 
we just cut. Oof, oof, oof. And oof. so now she's she's hearing the teens and she's mm. following the sound of their voices. This is where I'm starting to yell, Jenny, you dumb bitch, go get help. <sighs> like he said, what have you been doing sleeping all night? <laughs> Just kind of a weird decision here on Jenny's part. But she follows the sounds of their voices and she's hidden behind a tree and peering around and seeing all of them. We've got Steve tied up with barbed wire. He's <gasps> he's bleeding. Ooh. They've clearly been, you know, punching him and and he's not looking good. And the teens are in various states of anger and fear. Like some of them are like, we can't do this, man. Come on. This is like too, we're going too far, Brett. And Brett and Paige are the most like pissed off and unwavering in their like, no, we're like fucking this guy up. That's our plan. And so the other kids are trying to convince them to let him go. Brett says the second we let him go, he's calling the cops and we're all going to be in deep shit. So we can't let him go. So what's the plan? You're going to kill him. Teens are also so stupid. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Okay, now what? Yeah. <sighs> the other kids are, are trying to leave then if they can't let Steve go and Brett won't let them leave and is saying, no, we're all in this together. And to ensure that oh God. he makes each of them stab Steve <gasps> while he films it. Paige films each of the other kids filming <gasps> or stabbing Steve as blackmail, essentially, to be like, if you don't stick, see through this to the end, you're going to be fucked. So it starts with one of the guys is oh boy, crying oh and does like a very small little slice with the knife and he's like no mate that's not enough and like makes them like really stab him where jenny's jenny's watching this first in the arm someone stabs him in the leg and then the last one the the youngest guy mm. cooper is really crying and like really doesn't want to do it and for some reason he has a box cutter instead like one of the guys pulls out a box cutter and is like also not hesitating about it there's a um yeah one guy that doesn't seem to be too worried about stabbing him he pulls out his own box cutter gives cooper the box cutter and they're just like yelling at it cooper come on come on you have to stab him oh my god cooper stabs him in the mouth in the <gasps> what open mouth what why really Shocking. I just didn't see that coming. Ugh. What? As he's like crying, yeah, he's like not happy about it, but it's like, Cooper, wh Cooper, why'd you why'd you choose that spot? <laughs> really crazy, but he's clearly like very panicked and so now now we're all we're all in it. There's no good way out of this. Jenny is watching all of this happen. She stands there while he's stabbed four times. I'm yelling, Jenny, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Go get help. She does something that I don't quite understand, which is she has one of the phones and he 
Steve has his phone, I guess. They each have their phones. And she, like, connects to his phone using Bluetooth to call 999. Hmm. Which I don't, I don't know why. Like, maybe she didn't have reception. Mm -hmm. I think there's probably a reason this happens and it just didn't make sense to me. Um, so she's trying to call 999 from his phone, but it rings and Brett sees it and says like, oh, Bluetooth connection. Like she's here somewhere. Like everybody spread out and like, go try to find her. She runs. They all run after her. They're on. They get on bikes, and so they see her running, and they're chasing her on bikes. And it doesn't seem good. She's not going to obviously be able to outrun them. And she kind of jumps on this little hill and throws a branch in front of them, causing them all to crash. They're all going pretty fast, so that's good. She gets a little bit of a um gap to run from them and she makes it to a clearing where there's a park ranger service station type thing nobody's there but it there's a walkie-talkie inside of this little station uh and so she's trying to get into there to get to the walkie-talkie but the room is locked she's trying to like squeeze in between the chain on the door but it's too small. She can't she can't reach the walkie-talkie. And now the kids are back chasing mm-hmm. her again. And she is able to hide from them by climbing on top of this little service station. I don't know how she did it without them noticing, but she did. So they don't they don't know where she is now. They've they've lost her. And they continue on to go look for her. So she's um able to Uh, gather her gather herself uh but meanwhile steve has been left alone and he is able to break free from the barbed wire he's bloodied stabbed like bleeding from his mouth and all his stab wounds and he makes it back to their car where they crashed and there's a first aid kit in the back and so he grabs that he grabs a tire iron as a weapon pretty good weapon he you know sits down next to a a tree and starts tending to his wounds and then one of the teens comes back to where he was tied up sees that he's not there calls brett and says he's fucking gone they're like, we have to find him. Everyone, like, run and find, like, spread out. See where they, they we need to find them both. They cannot get out of here. <gasps> now Jenny's running what she thinks is the opposite direction. That's the other thing is, like, it's the woods. So, and yeah. she doesn't, she's unfamiliar with this territory. Mm. And, and so who's to say what direction mm. the road is? It's very hard to orient yourself. And so she's running just uh, uh, where she thinks she should run. Ugh. And she's running very fast. And we see one of the teenagers uh, running, looking for Steve. And Steve is like hearing him running. And as 
these footsteps turn the corner, Steve just swings that tire iron oh, so hard, no. and it's Jenny. But he doesn't. He doesn't oh, hit her. Shit. Thank oh, God. Okay. Okay. But okay, he okay. almost, almost it does. And but now they're 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 together. And he's and like, great. Where's the help you called? <laughs> yeah, that thing I told you to do hours and, and, and hours so ago. Seem, you did seem to use your phone to do something, and it it wasn't to call for help. She's like, oh, sorry, I took a little nap. She's like, yeah, I, I felt was so asleep. tired. You get it. I just took I was a little really nap. tired. <laughs> so uh, she's, you know, helping carry him. They're kind of limping away, and they find a little shack on the water. They go inside. This is a very dilapidated shack, barely standing, and she locks the door behind them, which made made me laugh because it's just like essentially looks like you could blow this little shack down (laughs) the huff and puff and blow it right down yeah but so they're in there i think they have the first aid kit and she pulls back his shirt to see his wounds so i think one of them stabbed him in the in the side as well and it looks really bad Mm. it's like black blood and he sees it and is like fuck 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 he's like i'm i'm dying like i'm dying i'm bleeding out I'm dying. Oh, God. And she's like, no, you're not. You're not. I need you to, like, stay with me. And she's bandaging him up best as she can. But it does look like a really extremely deep stab wound. And he's uh, losing consciousness a bit, like he's losing a lot of blood. And as she's wrapping him, she finds the engagement ring in his pocket. Mm. She feels it and pulls it out. And he says, you know, I thought we would maybe go to Africa for our honeymoon. And, you know, they just have this moment of of crying and she puts the ring on and she's like, no, like, we're still going to do that. Like, you just stay with me. Oh, we hear the teens approaching and they say something like in that shack over there, like they know where they must be hiding. They Mm. are coming fast and it's seeming like we're fucked. There's like nowhere for them to go. But the teens open the door to the shack and it's empty. And we see that they have essentially popped one of the floorboards up and gone underneath the shack into the lake. And so it's like at the um, shallow, you know, mm. edge of the mm-hmm. edge of the lake, but they're in this like nasty fucking yeah, water I now. Not like to think mm-hmm. about these open wounds mm-hmm. in a lake. Mm-hmm. And he's <sighs> definitely losing conscious, like going in and out of consciousness. She's holding his head above water, oh, but he keeps so like sad. slumping, slumping down. This is so sad. There's like a tense moment of one of the kids' feet crashes through the floorboard because, again, this place is very uh, rickety and it seems like they're going to look under there, but then they don't. So the teens leave like, okay, we got to keep looking, keep looking for him. They run away. So now Jenny drags Steve onto the shore. Again, it's like muddy filthy ew, ew 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 i don't like it when things get dirty i just don't yeah don't mm-hmm. like that and she she he's still 
clinging on to life, but just barely. And she covers him up with branches and she says, like, I'm going to go get help. I need you to. Oh, now you're going to go get help? (laughs) Yeah, now's not the best time. Best time would have been, I don't know, last night while you were sleeping for some reason. (laughs) What the fuck? I can't get over that part. Yeah, I don't really understand it. Maybe it was like not as much time. Maybe she like passed out. Or maybe she like hit her head or something. Maybe she hit her head. Maybe she passed out. Or maybe it was like three in the morning to four Four. in the morning. And maybe it was was like the sun is coming up. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, But okay. Regardless, even while they're just all stabbing him, that that could have been a good time to run for help as well. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I would have liked that. So at some point, he Steve had told her to follow the power lines. We can see some power lines above. He says that you should be able to fo- like follow those to some sort of smart people will um, be at the end. And so she's just running as fast as she fucking can along these power lines. And we see a big pointy rock in the foreground <gasps> right in her path. Uh. And of course, she she her foot <gasps> plunges on it. It goes oh. straight through. Oh. She screams so loud, all the no. teens can hear it. She's screaming and screaming and screaming. I'm saying, shut the fuck shut up! up. Oh, shut oh my the God. fuck up, Jenny Greengrass. Jenny. <laughs> Uh, so now all the teens, they're, they're in the, they're far enough away that, um, they're not like right there, but they're all running in her direction now. And she tumbles down this little hill and finds a little spot to hide. She, by the way, started off in this cute little sundress, floral, brightly colored sundress that is now absolutely filthy, disgusting, muddy. She's she's muddy, muddy and bloody. And she's trying to pull this rock out of her foot. Oh, it's, it's in, like in her, her foot, foot still. Yeah. Yes. Oh, because of the shape of the rock. She can't pull it down the way that it came, like because oh, she, she hit has it. to keep going. Yep. So she has to pull it out the top of her foot. Holy shit. That is a sharp, pointy rock. Yeah. It almost looks like an arrowhead or something. <gasps> I don't know if it's something to do with the um, ranger station or something, but it's oof. It looks extremely painful. And she's not being quiet about it still. And I'm getting angry. But. She gets it out and she keeps running, you know, impressive. It must mm. hurt a lot. And she runs into Adam, the kid from the beginning, who's probably about mm. 12. She's looks terrifying now. And she's like, Adam, please. <laughs> like, I need help. Adam oh. looks really scared. It's like, oh, my God, what? She's like, please take me to pl- take me to I, like, I need to talk to your mom. No, you need to talk to the police. He's I- like, he says his mom is is picking him up. And she's like, no, we should Why be following. Why is this kid just roaming through the woods days in know. a row? I don't know. And <laughs> she tells him, I feel like we should be following the, the power lines because he's walking down a, a weird little path. And he tells her, no, no, this is a shortcut. This is a shortcut. We're oh, getting don't not believe good, him. Not good vibes. No. 
And she's getting suspicious and is saying, Adam, where are you taking me? Are you sure your mom's coming here? What are, how, how is she going to get here? He has a phone and she's trying to grab it from him. He says, it doesn't have service. It doesn't have service. But then she, it rings and she's again trying to grab it from him. But then the teens arrive. Adam has called them. Adam! And there's some mention of him like wanting to be in their crew and he needs to do some sort of initiation thing to prove himself to be able to hang with them. She's panicking and tries to turn and run, but one of the teens is behind her and punches her, knocks her out, cut to black. Oh, Jesus Christ. Here we go. We all knew this was going to happen. Yeah. So now she wakes up, tied up, covered in branches and twigs, like in a in a bonfire type arrangement. <gasps> uh, Steve is tied up behind her. He is dead. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. And they are pouring gasoline all over both of them. Oh, oh my god okay. oh my god this escalated so badly <laughs> yeah, really this badly this is why you can't ask teens to turn down the music <laughs> never do it cautionary tale you really can't do it you really can't it's not worth it <laughs> it's not worth it they won't <laughs> literally light you on fire <laughs> they're gonna light you on fire if you ask a teen to turn down the music they're gonna light you on fire <laughs> uh, so again Paige is filming all of this to because now some of the even the ones that have already been filmed stabbing him are again saying we can't do this. This is crazy. We need to let her go. She's alive, man. We can't fucking burn her alive. Paige is filming it saying it's it's this is happening. We're all implicated. This is the only option. And they make Adam light the match oh my god this is his initiation thing and they make him light them on fire adam you really want to be friends with these guys yeah, yeah no, no, no adam no, no, come no, on no, no. so it, it goes up in flames steve goes up in flames first they're all gagging at the smell of it Ugh. but in the fire it, it because it starts on the side steve is it I don't know, loosens or burns some of her restraints in a way that she's able to break free. And she just fucking runs. Brett calls out after her, if you run, I'm going to kill Adam. What? Jenny keeps running. She's, yeah. she's I'm sorry, Adam but I would try do the to same light thing. her on fire. Yeah. Yeah. So sorry, Adam. And Brett starts pouring gasoline on Adam. What the fuck? Puts a tire over his neck and lights him on fire. <gasps> and Jenny sees this. She throws up, but she keeps running. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah there's, Jenny, no, there's no helping. Oh, Adam. That oh, is so sad. Fuck. Brett is really bad. Really He's bad. He's a really bad teen. Brett is really bad. She finds this clearing where 
there's like a map of, you know, like a um, mm-hmm. at the trailhead type thing. There's a map of the whole forest. She smashes the glass, pulls the map out so she can figure out where the fuck she is. And uh, she hears them approaching again. They're they're chasing after her. She turns and looks for a hiding place and sees a. I don't know what it even it essentially just looks like a trash can filled with shit. I feel Ew. like it's some sort of like I don't know. Shit shit trash can. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. <laughs> no other way to say it. I don't know what it is cuz it's it's like just kind of freestanding in the middle right next to this trailhead seems like a weird place to put that. Like Maybe you think like... it's like a sewage thing but it looks like above ground and not connected to anything so it's Mm. like where people it's as if it would be like where people dispose of dog poop but it's a (laughs) human-sized filled with shit um receptacle so jenny dives right in there god bless her closes the top is covered head to toe in shit And the descent music is blaring. (laughs) And she's got her like little eyes poking out of the shitty water. And I'm like, oh my God, this is, this is even like the descent, the scene where she like comes out of the blood. I'd rather come out of blood than shit. It's Mm -hmm. shit and adolescent boys instead of cave monsters. I don't see much of a difference. (laughs) True. And so they see that she's gotten the map. They like are hot on her trail, but they don't they don't find her in the shit bucket. And they keep moving and she gets out and goes over to all the broken glass from where the map was and wraps like rips part of her dress off to make a little handle and finally makes this weapon. I'm thinking, yes, good Girl, Jenny, I love to see it. And as she's got her her weapon, there's a little mirror on this trailhead thing that says the most dangerous animal in the forest. It's a mirror showing uh-huh. us that it's it's man. And in this case, Jenny l- looking real bad, really bad, covered in shit. And. We see Cooper approaching, looking like so upset. He really does not want to be in this situation. And he sees her and he calls out to her and says, Miss. And we're thinking like he's he's going to help her. And she just turns around and stabs him in the neck, <gasps> kills him. Well, oh my dead. fucking god well yeah i mean she just saw them light a kid on fire who was alive yeah and she did see this kid stab her fiance in the mouth in the mouth yeah so uh yeah. and as cooper's dying he's really coughing and coughing and coughing <gasps> and i'm like everyone needs to shut the fuck up in this movie and so the other teens hear it obviously and she runs and it's it's getting dark now. Uh, they find Cooper's body. 
they're furious, calling out, we're going to fucking kill you, bitch. And you already were. This is kind of an empty threat at this point. It's yeah. like you can't escalate past lighting me on fire. Yeah. Yep. I get it. You are, you're going to kill me. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's why <laughs> I'm know. running. And she, because she has the map, she's able to more efficiently run out to the road. And a car is approaching. She runs in front of the car. It stops. It's like a guy in his 20s. And he's like, oh, my God. Are, like, are you okay? And she's panicking, looks insane, saying, I need to get to town. I need to get in town. Need help. And he says, okay, okay. Come in, come in. And they start driving. And she's like, town's the other way. You need to go back the other direction. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to go back. But my little brother's out here and like, he's not answering his, he's not answering his phone. Like, I got to, I got to find him. I think he's up here. Like, we have a meeting spot where if I, if his phone dies, I I have to get him at this meeting spot. Jenny's, of course, putting two and two together, looking nervous, but being quiet about it. And they pull up to this meeting spot and out comes Brett. And the other, uh, you know, Paige and the other teens and the older brother gets out of the car and walks over to them like, mom's so mad. Like, what are you doing? And Jenny just slips right into that driver's seat. There we go. Turns the car around, floors it. I'm thinking if I was like, if I were her, I might have fucking stabbed that guy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And just been like, get out of the car. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Nice that she didn't have to. Nice that she didn't have to, but she is flooring it and Paige like is runs like in front of the car (laughs) to like stop her and she plows through Paige. (gasps) Yeah. Paige dead. Uh and she drives and drives and drives until she comes to a house where a big party's happening. There's like 30 or so people having a party and she just like gets out of the car runs like drops to her knees in the middle of this fun looking party and is like somebody help me oh my god everybody turns looks music stops oh my god everyone runs to her (sighs) these women are are like get her on the couch and are like wiping her off like trying to calm her down and i am so anxious what, about whose house this is I, what happened why would you stop driving you you uh, you gotta get the fuck out of here get away from all these people i know i know you probably just killed some of these people's children yeah that's uh would have been a good thought to have oh no because sure enough, as she's oh. kind of looking around the house, we see pictures of Brett on the walls. Oh, my God. Oh We're my back God. in Brett's house. I no. hate this. I hate this. And one of the women helping her looks a lot like Paige, um, but older. And she uh, sees Brett's dad that we saw earlier. And he's getting a phone call and he's going, what, what, slow down. What, what happened? Tell me what happened. No. And, (laughs) and she sits up and tells the women that are helping her. I need to go, I need to go to the bathroom. 
and they show her where the bathroom is and she goes into the bathroom she gets the, there's like a straight razor in there she grabs that there's no window in this bathroom she's like looking oh for god. any oh escape there's nothing so she just braces her as she's hearing yelling <gasps> now happening and like a scream happening like oh my god what oh my god and like crying happening outside the door oh my god then there's like banging on the door like get out here get the fuck out here she's just standing there with the with the razor as they break the door down brett is now there and one of the other kids i think too and it's clear that they've told all the adults here that the uh you know that page is dead that cooper is dead jenny starts yelling like they they killed my they killed my my boyfriend they killed steve they killed steve brett's dad is saying they told me all about steve what he did to the kids and like i know what they did i know what your boyfriend did so clearly they've they've lied to cover their uh tracks and so we've got footage though although maybe it died with Paige. yeah and everyone's freaking out and one of the moms i think it's Paige. Paige's mom is like sobbing and saying they're just children they're children <laughs> and jenny is taking this in she is a teacher we've seen that no. she no <laughs> um previously would have thought to protect all children but she now knows better now knows better the dad is hitting brett now and being like how could you let this happen we're seeing some abuse oh, abuse happening there he brett's dad is saying like we can't we can't call the cops like we have to deal with this ourselves otherwise our kids are like gonna be in jail or like we can't let this get out jenny's screaming like what are you talking about like call the police call the police Brett's dad says, Brett, go upstairs, close the door as he like grabs Jenny. Jenny swipes her little straight razor, like slices his arm and falls to the ground. I'm like, Jenny. Oh, my God. <sighs> no more weapon. As she's being pulled back into the bathroom, we just hear screaming. And now we're following Brett as he walks into his room, closes the door. We hear screaming, screaming. He pulls out the phone, deletes all the videos, mm -hmm. delete, 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 delete. Pulls out the Steve's sunglasses that he stole, puts them on, looks at himself in the mirror with this kind of blank expression. That's the end of the movie. Oh, <gasps> my fucking God. <laughs> ah! I hated it. I hated it. You're right. I'm in a cold sweat right now. Just okay. a cold sweat. That's a really interesting ending, though, because it does make him seem like a child. Yeah, mm -hmm. it does. Mm -hmm. It really does. Like, And that, of course, he comes from an abusive home because a child wouldn't do that if they didn't. But it's also like he made, a, made children stab a man and he also lit people on fire. So he's yep. really... Uh, unforgivable shit but at the end of the day he's just a kid who like wanted sunglasses and got way out of hand 
Because you're stupid because you're so fucking stupid when you're a teen. That's what I really like about this movie is just like a, a situation just escalating and escalating and escalating feels so possible. Like this is I like a horror movie that is possible. Like, yeah, this could happen. And like moment to moment, these, you know, teens make really stupid decisions all the time without realizing the stakes. And if they like keep getting put in higher and higher stakes situations and all they're trying to do is like get moment to moment, because that's the only thing teenagers can do is like think about like, oh, well, it's just what do I do right now? Yes. And that you would just like keep like that feeling of like we're in it now. You have to we have to kill them like we have to kill them or something else to do because you're too stupid to realize like you could actually just not kill them. Yes. And it would be a lot better than if you continue to move forward and kill them. Yeah, I remember when I was in high school having this escalating situation, not to this degree, obviously. (laughs) Thank God. But it was me and a friend and we were playing a game where it was like a, a variation of hide and seek, I guess. And somehow it ended with one of us, I think she locked me outside. And then it just got like mean and she yeah. wouldn't let me back in. And we were like seeing each other through the sliding door. And I saw that her stuff was outside where I was and my stuff was inside where she was. Oh, and so we just started fucking ruining each other's shit. I like grabbed her textbooks and was like ripping pages out of her textbooks and like ripping her backpack. And she was ripping all of my shit. And we're both like sobbing. And I like, <laughs> so it just escalated to this like horrible level that ended with me calling my mom and be like, pick me up. Like, I want to come home. All my stuff Which is, is like- ruined. Yeah, the fact that you wouldn't have thought to call your mom before you guys started ruining each other's stuff, like, right. is kind of the point. That it, yeah, when you're a teenager, you're like, you're a hormone monster. You truly are. You're like, a, you don't, you have no lived experience. You are fully just emotion and like physical discomfort. Yep. And that is the only thing driving you. Oh, God. How fucking scary. Holy shit. <laughs> oh! um, that said, I did I did enjoy this movie. I will say that it was surprising for sure. Yeah. I, I did not see um, that ending coming. <laughs> yeah, it is surprising. I kind of did see the ending coming only because I had heard that this movie is like feel bad, bad, bad. So I was like, well, it's not going to have a we're not going to have a happy ending here. And but I will say that as far as the broken Britain messaging here, I feel like this is not really the it's like maybe a little problematic. Yeah, yeah. Like I feel like it just yeah. is heaping on this like, demonization mm-hmm. of like, yeah, we, of they are this bad. We should feel this way. Look at them. Right. They'll fucking kill you in the woods. Yeah. Right. Like working right. class people as like dangerous, just violent more movies like funny games where it's the rich people who are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I take it back. I don't want it. I don't want more. So as far as like broken Britain themed horror movies, uh, Attack the Block did it better. <laughs> Attack the Block yeah. did it better. God, I can't wait for Attack the Block 2. Holy shit. I know. I want it. So <sighs> that's, that's Eden Lake. Yeah, I mean, this was, this was not fun. No, anyone. no, no. It's feel bad. Feel bad for sure. Feel bad for sure. 
And yeah, kind of a weird one to pair with the announcement of the Troubled Teen docuseries that I know. I know. I know. It's actually, I was thinking about that. Uh, Well, I mean, I think, I actually think it does sort of tie in because it feels like what the ending of this movie lets us know is how vulnerable teenagers are. Because it is such a volatile time in life for everybody. I hated being a teenager. I was awful. I was, oh, it was a really dark time. And Mm. the answer is not to abuse your kids, obviously. The answer is not to send your kids away. Right, because it's it's this like deeply, deeply vulnerable time because you are, you have the brain of a child, but all of a sudden you're like becoming an adult. You're like treated by the outside world as an adult in many ways. You like want to fuck people and that (laughs) you're not you're like not ready for that it's like yeah it's so precarious the fact that like any of us survive that we all have to if you're going to become an adult and it you can see how easy it is for shit to go like really wrong and we need as scary as scenes are we gotta do it we gotta do a better job with them so that they'll be less scary yeah yeah at the end of the day it's the uh, the adult's responsibility to yes, be the good um you know set a good standard for the teens and you can't just shit teens away teens. obviously nothing good happens when teens are in the woods so I let's mean, not sh- the woods i think <laughs> importantly i was talking to my friend that has a teenage daughter come almost two teenage daughters one of them's Twelve, one of them's fifteen, and it's been a tough time for him. Yeah. <laughs> and he said some advice that he got was to make yourself always available for your kids without telling them that you are just like mm-hmm. being there. But you you have to be visible and invisible at the same time because they like want nothing to do with you, but they will want they to like to know, know that that, that you're yeah. there and that it's safe. And so you do they are gonna act out and that's like normal teenage behavior and you have to accept that that's part of it. I mean, I, I I guess I won't pretend to know how to raise a teenager. It sounds extremely hard, but that's so scary. Oh my god! I just got I started like hyperventilating. I don't have children, and I just was like, oh god, oh no, oh god, <laughs> how do you do it, Henley? Are you okay? I feel like I'm just going to be in denial that it'll happen to me until it happens. Do yeah. you know what I mean? And like I'm going to be have like been a parent for you know that many more years. Maybe it'll maybe it'll be okay, and then obviously it won't be. But um. <laughs> Yeah, I think that also just putting yourself in situations where you can communicate without looking at each other. So like Mm. driving, walking, doing any kind of activities where you're like... Be willing to embarrass them, I think, by like giving them educational books about like... I had like this book that my parents gave me about bodies that I was like, ugh, don't, ew, shut up. But I would read that book all the time. (laughs) That's so funny. Um, But yeah, just being like... You got to embarrass them a little bit for their mm-hmm. benefit. Mm-hmm. And somehow just not take anything personally. Just never take it personally. Yes, that's an important that one. Is hard. That, that is, is hard. That is hard. Because they're going to say really mean stuff. They are, they are so, so mean. mean. 
They are so mean. And you can't I, hold honestly, it against them. Most importantly, just simply never tell them to turn their music down. It never is, t- uh-huh. tell them to turn their music down. No, like, we are joking, but also kind of not. That It's not worth it. Just let them play their music really loud. Let them play their music. Let, let, let them have it, music. you know? It's a hard time. And you just let them, just let them play their music too loud. Yep. Holy <gasps> moly. I have a lot to think about. I have a lot. We've uh, learned an important lesson here today. <sighs> wow. Teens are scary, but they are children, and they mm-hmm. are going to play their mm-hmm. music at the volume they want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, the, mm-hmm. it's the least we can... It's the least we can do for them. Yeah. You know? Yep. Yep. Um, okay. And I can't believe I forgot to tell you guys something really important, which is that James Watkins, the director of this movie, is going to be directing the Speak No Evil remake. <gasps> <gasps> oh, what? I forgot they were doing that. Man, so this guy what? likes to feel bad, huh? He really likes to have a very yeah. bad time. He's good at making us feel bad. I hate him. That's why we love him. I mean, I guess (laughs) know your strengths, you know? Mm, mm -hmm, Yeah. mm -hmm. I knew that I shouldn't have been too excited about there being so many tongues in this movie all properly attached. Yeah. He was like, there might be tongues now, but later. You just wait, bitch. They're going. That was his biggest (laughs) note after doing this movie. He was like, wait a minute. Get rid of the tongues. Too many tongues. I stabbed inside a mouth, but the tongue stayed put. (laughs) That's true. That was a mistake. mm. (laughs) Were I to do it again, I would take that tongue right out. (gasps) Oh, my God. Uh, I'm very curious about the remake because the cast is very good, but also American remakes tend to be unnecessary. Is it like yes. in production? It's a strange choice. Yes, it's supposed to come out this year. Oh my! Remind God. us of the cast: of James that McAvoy, movie? Mackenzie Davis, and Scoot McNary. Whoa! All right, so okay, that is interesting. But I feel like because Speak No Evil has such a there's part of the a significant part of the plot is their um language barrier and cultural differences and these are all british you know it's going to be all english speaking so i yeah i hope that they are at least have some culture differences like one of the families is from canada or british or something um because i feel like that's a huge part of it is that they're like they're like oh they're just different from us because well i mean i guess Right. They have to be like, oh, they do things differently, differently. in Canada, which they do. Sure. They but do not, they they do do. Care better. not that differently. <laughs> All I got to say is I don't want to sit through that shit again. <laughs> I know. No, we're not doing it. We will not be doing it's it. It's funny because it's like, oh, I feel like I want to do it, but it's also going to be the same movie <sighs> again. Same movie. <laughs> I mean, you can see it. Maybe we can do a little mini <laughs> You can I can tell you the differences. Well, you can watch yeah. it and you can say whether it's worth doing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And if it's worth doing, I'll fucking do it. I'll do it, you guys. Oh my god, Henley. True, if they change if they like change a lot of stuff, then yeah, yeah they, we're gonna t- have to they do cut it. out more tongues. We'll have to do it. <laughs> yeah. More tongues, more stonings. <laughs> like, yeah, let's uh let's in that case, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Man. So yeah, we we uh Okay. Have that to look forward to. Yeah. So much. Wow. Okay. Huge news. Hate to hate to see it. What are you gonna do? Um. 
I'm going to try to forget about all of this instantly. Me too. That's same, my same, goal same, same. for the rest of the day. Gone. Poof. Eden Lake never heard of it. <laughs> Wowzer. All okay. right. Well, we have an accent to do here. Yeah, bruv. 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 From, from all of us here at Too Scary Didn't Watch, bruv. Bruv. <laughs> bruv. Hey, goodbye, goodbye cheers. bruv. Cheers. Cheers, bruv. Cheers. Cheers. cheers, bruv. Cheers, bruv. That was so good. We did it. We made it. Thank you all for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. If you enjoy the show, please remember to subscribe and rate us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Five stars only or we will haunt you. And if you simply can't get enough of us, we have good news for you. We have lots of bonus content available on our Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. You'll get access to video trailer reactions, two bonus episodes a month, the power to vote for upcoming episodes, and more. And last but not least, you can follow us on social media at Podcast. We'll be back next week with a new episode. We love you. That was a HeadGum Podcast.